You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome back to the unfortunately delayed by a few days finale for the Halloween Horror Month of Creature Features here on 80s Revisited. Today's little film, and I use little very sarcastically based on the star, was released August 23rd, 1985, just about a week and a day before Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, the serial killer in Los Angeles, was captured and his reign of terror came to a crashing end. Unlike Godzilla's, which continues to reign, for he is the king of the monsters, long may he rule. Coming up right now on 80s Revisited. For now, Godzilla, that strangely innocent and tragic monster, has gone to Earth. Whether he returns or not, or is never again seen by human eyes, the things he has taught us remain. Ha! Foolish man! Godzilla will never die! He is eternal! Just like 80s Revisited, coming back with your latest blast of the past. Wrapping up our creature features for Halloween Horror. A little late, but hey, typical. (laughs) These days. What else can we say? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sorry about that, guys and girls, but, you know, just real life happens sometimes and got it delayed a little bit. So I apologize. It's all my fault, not Jesse. Jesse's always here, rip-rolling, ready to go, but I have to succumb to the (laughs) wills of my wife for an impromptu beach trip. In which it was so cold, we just walked on the beach. But Man, I didn't even get an invite. Despite my hesitation <laughs> to even want to go, we had a great time. But you're not here to hear about that. You're here to hear about the king of the monsters, Godzilla, 1985, as it was known over here. Released August 23rd. Oh, yeah, by the way, because I, <laughs> I, I felt Jesse looking at me. I felt him looking at me. I, of course, am your host, Trey Harris. With me, as always, the Steve Martin to my Godzilla Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. So as I was saying before, I felt the steely gaze of producer Sedgley <laughs> born to my skull to remind me to introduce myself. <laughs> August 23rd, 1985. IMDb gives it a 6.2. Rotten Tomatoes, 13% critics, 66% audience. So a huge, hmm. huge divide. And we'll find out where we fall on that in just a few. Uh, but the budget was estimated at $2 million. Open for $509,000. Did not even chart wow. in the top 10 here, which it, it was a stacked week at the box office. Uh, Michael J. Fox was king, number one, for the eighth week in a row. The original Back to the Future will make our good friend in near Anaheim, California now. John Martinez be happy to hear that. And uh, Teen Wolf opened at number two for its first week. Both, of course, which have been covered on the illustrious podcast, which you are listening to right now, if you want to go check out those older episodes. And domestically, it would go on to gross $4.1 million and $10.7 in Japan, bringing its total to roughly around $14.8 worldwide for this installment of the Godzilla franchise. Uh, directed by... I can pronounce Japanese names. Okay. I've, I've seen enough uh, Kurosawa films, I think, to be pretty decent at it. So, so no one has to check up on this. At all. Don't, just don't. Just don't worry yeah, about it. Because this is as accurate as it gets. For a southern Louisianian... No, no, no. Okay, yeah. For the world. Challenge accepted. <laughs> just don't check. Koji Hashimoto. Uh, he was mainly an assistant director on previous Godzilla films. Uh, he directed the Japanese portion of this film, which we'll get into the technicality and the division of this film momentarily. 
when we get to the trivia aspect, but uh, there's two directors. And R.J. Kaiser, not Japanese, did the mm. American scenes, and he was mainly, in, and is still mainly, an ADR specialist. Most recently he did work on Interstellar. Uh, in terms of directing, they did nothing else of note, so it's really, in a sense, almost confusing as to why they were working on this project, except Hashimoto, who had worked on previous Godzilla films. Uh, written by Hideichi Nagahara and Straw Wiseman, in terms of the U.S. part, uh, starring the late, great Raymond Burr as Steve Martin, not the actor. <laughs> uh, of course, Raymond Burr, Perry Mason, and the original Gojira, uh, as it is known in Japan, and the original Godzilla, of course, reprising his role here because I did not know this until researching this for the podcast, but this is a direct sequel to the original Godzilla. This is basically Godzilla 2. It takes out all the previous films, and this is a direct sequel, which is why he reprises his role. Mm. Uh, Ken Tanaka is Goro Maki uh, He did a lot of Japanese TV uh, Yasuko Sawaguchi As Perfect. Naoko Okumura uh, She was The only thing I recognize her from Is she is the original voice actress Of Yuko in Spirited Away mm. So you might have heard her voice before If you were actually watching The original Japanese version Of Godzilla 1985 Which is not called that in Japan uh, It is called The Return of Godzilla uh, let's see, uh, Yosuke Natsuki was Dr. Hayashida. He was in, speaking of Kurosawa earlier, uh, Yojimbo, and also uh, King Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. So he has some Godzilla cred to his record. Mm. And Shin Takuma was Hiroshi Okumura. He was in the TV show Shogun, which our good friend in Tasmania, would, uh, is, I know has been working his way through that old series from the 80s. And also he starred in an anime of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Mm. So he's kind of a Godzilla veteran, at least as at the point of now, not when he He's made this now, movie. Yeah. Uh, but Jesse, I know you've seen this movie. Oh, yeah. A lot, because you actually had the VHS. I had a ripoff of the VHS. Yes. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen this movie since I rented it in 85, 86, whenever it was. Uh, last time I probably watched it was in the 90s. Got, but how many times would you guesstimate you've probably seen it? Since you actually had it, access to it. Without, unlike me, that would have to ride a mile on my bike and rent it. Maybe 15 times. Oh. like that, 10, 15 times. That's more times than I would <laughs> give it ever. Well, back in the day, I was well, like, I was all about the Super X. You're, well, you're <laughs> exactly right. Back, like, to revisiting, when I was watching this as a kid, I loved it because mm. it's a Godzilla movie. Yeah. And when the buildings, not, not the Godzilla stuff, the Godzilla stuff in this film is still great. If you like classic Godzilla. Right. Now, he has cartoony eyes in this one. You know, like they're very <laughs> Muppety, so to speak. But all the Godzilla stuff, the model work, all that stuff's great. When he gets pissed off at the ship for shooting him, and he wakes up and just knocks the building on it, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, you know, so I'm, when I say the special effects are good, that's what I'm talking about. Right. The Godzilla stuff. But the rear projection stuff is some of the worst I've ever seen in my life. I'm looking at this through nostalgic goggles. Yes, so. of course, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, my memories of this, it looks excellent. Yeah, well, well the first thing that struck me... I think me it was I even in 4K. <laughs> 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 in my wonderful nostalgic goggles. I wish I could see this movie in 4K, because that, that, that would make it even more fun. Now, let's be honest. I've, we, when I've talked about Godzilla movies in the past, when we were talking about the modern one, how people were bashing it, because, oh, Godzilla mm -hmm. doesn't, you don't see Godzilla until halfway through it. Again, that's a Godzilla movie. It's yeah. all about the buildup and, like, little pieces, and then all of a sudden, boom, there he is, and then you're and all I couldn't you're afford it gear. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> With that <laughs> much reality. CG. But, uh, 
Yeah, so as a kid, I loved this movie, and I believe this was my first Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, because you always hear about Godzilla, and this is the first one that I saw. Not my favorite by any stretch of the imagination, because as a kid, the one that I watched 15 times was Godzilla vs. Megalon, because I had it on a VHS two-pack with that and an old black-and-white movie about the abominable snowman called the... What was it called now? The Snow Creature. Which mm. I never watched that one. I just watched Godzilla versus Megalon because the Jet Jaguar and yeah. Godzilla. The, the, if you ever see that GIF of Godzilla tail sliding on his tail, <laughs> that's from Godzilla versus Megalon. Yeah, and that is so badass. <laughs> that's still my favorite Godzilla movie. Just because again the nostalgia aspect of it, and it's silly. It is absolutely silly. Oh sure, but it's so much fun, especially when you're young, as we all were, or most of us were in the eighties. Yeah, watching it on our VHS, yeah, uh, you know, not television, <laughs> tube television, 480i, yeah, yeah. So of course it looks good. It looks phenomenal. Uh, and it, t- I had to go through so many different venues to find a copy of this film. Not the Japanese one. That one's readily available. I had wanted to watch both of them to compare and contrast them personally here, but I just ran out of time and yeah, uh, my subtitle file was garbage so i couldn't get any of that but more on that later so but finding a copy of the american version of this film was like pulling teeth eventually i found some random ass site that had half the movie on one thing and then half of it on the other and i had to get some ripping uh sites to pull it off to be able to watch them together back to back on my television so this was the most work i had to do into finding this film Unless I just watched the Japanese version, but which I would have done had I not been able to find it. But this is this is the exact one that you watched fifteen times that I've seen that I watched as a kid. That now was it a VHS rip? Like did it have flaws it was, in it? Yeah, I mean it was ugly. Oh, it was wow. like low res, especially on my big ass TV. It was like, but it's still I you know <laughs> it. But it was fine because I'm watching a movie from the '80s. Sure. Yeah, and, you know, and, it, and that makes it that enhance for me because I grew up with it. That enhances the experience a little bit. For example, I have all the Friday Thirteenth films on high def, but I still have my DVD copies, like box set type thing. Because if I feel like pulling that one out, I'm more adapt. I'm more readily ready to watch that those versions because they're, you know, they're still a little imperfect and has that grimy. Dirty feel, which people today, most kids today, I should say, don't even know what that means. You know, they've never seen anything like that except when they watch reruns of old shows on Hulu, maybe, because they didn't even film it in anything that was able to upscale or anything like that. Uh, so the nostalgia factor plays heavily in that aspect of it. But I was, like I said, if I saw this, if I, if I had the opportunity to watch it in high def, I would, I would rewatch this film in high def just to watch it, to see all the, all the fine details that are totally lost <laughs> in a 480i compressed internet file from a VHS rip. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, as far as Godzilla films go, it's the I mean, Godzilla, some, this fishing vessels out there and then all of a sudden Godzilla wakes up and some bizarre bug creature gets on the ship and kills half the crew. And then yeah. fishermen finds them. They come back and like, I think it was Godzilla. And people are like, we can't let this get out. Well, it gets out that Godzilla's coming and they get more Godzilla sightings. And then, oh, then you're, bam, you're in the Godzilla movie. Godzilla's going around looking for nuclear power and... And one of the most, for even for the Godzilla series, I found this bizarre, like, oh, the birds are flying. Notice how we watch the birds. Apparently, since dinosaurs are descended from birds, even though right. Godzilla's not a dinosaur, technically, <laughs> he apparently has a bird brain, and they use bird sounds to trick him. And they, in a horror, watching it today, <laughs> or earlier this week, it, like, I was like, this is terrible. 
This like makes me want to cry at the end of this film. Which spoiler alert: they dump Godzilla in an active volcano, right? And he slowly is like ah, like Ter- screaming. Terminator ending. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it shows him slowly sink from a side view, and then you go to this top view where he's not even the lava, and then it just shows like the suit fall into the volcano. Yeah. So it's a little confusing. <laughs> but I'm uh, just like, and then Raymond Burr, as you heard in the opening, gives this very poignant speech about how nu- you know nature versus nuclear power and how man is terrible, like which is a theme of Godzilla films. But sure. it's like after everything I just saw, I don't need that heavy-handed speech <laughs> at the end. It just makes it like, oh, you were trying to do something really serious. Yeah. Which the original one for its time, absolutely yes. That's you know, it's just like Romero's Night of the Living Dead. It's about diff- or Dawn of the Dead is about consumerism. You know, there's there is an underlying tone there. Mm-hmm. despite what Toby Hooper says about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You shouldn't have made it that graphic and horrifying if you wanted to make it about the meat industry right. or whatever. Nobody got that joke because you made a terrifying film. Right. I didn't get that until I read about it. Or Nightmare on Elm Street 2 being super gay. Uh, went over my head as a kid, but now that's all I see. Is oh, wow. How, how uh, gay Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is. Huh. So more on that when we cover that one on the podcast. Uh, but anyway, talking about Godzilla... Uh, Revisiting this film as a kid, again, loved it. I didn't rent it a lot, mm-hmm. just because eventually found my way to TBS, which it should be TGS certain times of year, because they would do Godzilla marathons all the time. Yeah. Uh, especially they'd have like weekends where like, son of Godzilla, Godzilla versus this, Godzilla versus that, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where, that's where TBS, and or I don't think it was TNT, I'm pretty sure it was probably just TBS from my memory. Yeah. But uh, that's where I got my Godzilla PhD. That's where, That's it all where I saw, like, yes, 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 yes. And as a kid, you know, Godzilla fighting other monsters was where it was at. Mm-hmm. And wisely in the recent one, that's where they went. Because watching it, you know, the Godzilla story is, the original story, it's great for that film. But you yeah. can't remake that one more than they've already done with just Godzilla terrorizing a city. Yeah, You have to do something really different to make it effective, which they finally did with the last Godzilla film from Toho, Shin Godzilla, which really went into like, okay, what if this really happened in today's society? How would that affect government, the country, and everything? Right. To where like it was almost watching a political thriller as opposed to watching a Godzilla movie because like oh, transportation is bogged down, blah blah blah. Like what are like it was very uh, I don't know newsroomish. That's like the wrong word to use, but uh, you know very political with different branches of government having meetings. A lot of meetings in that film. But at the same time, you're like, oh, wow, like, it was interesting mm-hmm. how like, you're seeing it. It wasn't just like, Godzilla communicates with birds. Perhaps we can lure him to a volcano, which will surely trap him forever. Yeah. This giant beast. Well, this uh, was my first dive into Godzilla. What was your first monster that you experienced versus Godzilla? I think Megalon. Oh, really? Which is See, giant, I think mine was Mothra. Cockroach. cockroach. Mothra was a... Which is a weak first one. <laughs> Now, but she is probably the second most popular. Probably, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. when I, I remember what what kind of sparked my interest after watching, I remember my father saying, "Oh, I used to watch Godzilla films when I was a kid, like Mothra and Rodan, and yeah. and like, of course, at that point, I'm like, what are you talking about? There's other <laughs> things like Godzilla, and then you know, at my local video store in Walker, Louisiana, yeah. this was the only Godzilla film they had. Oh, so then when I'm at Walmart and I see this two pack with a Godzilla film. And Godzilla fighting another monster, like, for mom, mom, please, all my allowance, buy this, buy this. Thankfully, she did. And I wore the tape out yeah. of that one. And then, of course, uh, TBS and then even uh, Mystery Science Theater would play not Godzilla movies. I know they've done, I think, a couple, maybe, but they would do a lot of the, uh, oh, what's the Flying Turtle 
Gamera. They would do all the Gamera movies on Mystery Science Theater and like more giant monster stuff. So get all these influences and all that. But uh, Hmm. I always I knew I knew of Mothra and like Rodan and all the other ones. Not all the other ones, but those few before I even saw them because my dad would tell me about them. And when I was a kid too, in uh, the library there was a series of books. I remember them crystal clear. The spines were bright orange, like a Halloween orange. And the covers were black and white, and they were all about, like, the Wolfman, Dracula. It was all the universal monsters and old monster movies, but, like, in a book form. Yeah. But, like, you know, to where the top of the page is a huge picture, still from the film, and then, like, a little paragraph. Oh, no, what are we going to do? We have to stop them. Which basically was a summarization of these films. So I basically read all these old films before I saw a lot of them. Hmm. And they had some of the old monster movies, like, uh, there was uh, Day of the, not Day of the Triffids. Uh, it came from outer space. There was one... Giant monster one. I can't think of the name of it now. I can see like the still pictures, but its name escapes me. But <laughs> nevertheless, Godzilla was always just like that's the, even before I saw a Godzilla movie, I knew that I knew of the legend of Godzilla. Right. Like it's it is permeated in culture. I mean, if you want to break down the 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 largest franchises in terms of content, I don't think there's a bigger one than Godzilla. Maybe not in terms, terms of, of content. In yeah, terms that's... of making money. Sure. No, but I mean Godzilla has twenty. Where am I at here? It's I got some notes. Uh, over twenty movies. Over thirty movies, oh, over which 30, I think huh? is more than Bond. So yeah, uh, again, these aren't hundred million dollar blockbusters, but I mean, sure. Godzilla has been around and is still around since nineteen fifty four. So, I mean, there is a hotel in Japan that is Godzilla thing, which I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that in Japan. Sure, <laughs> uh, they actually. That's not uh, too weird. I think Ben was telling me, and Ben, please let me know if I'm misquoting you, but there's even uh, like the Toho Theater in Japan. Mm-hmm. It looks like Godzilla, and instead of the big clock they have somewhere nearby on it, doesn't chime with dong, dong, it chimes with <laughs> Which probably gives PSCD to the poor citizens right. of Tokyo. Like, no, he's back. He's back. No, it's, no, it's just a clock. Come down. Nice. You know, so, but I mean, Godzilla is everywhere. Mm. I mean, there are toys all over the place. I mean, still to this day. Uh, they just had the recent one, which I love. They're coming out with the new one, which is they're building up to King Kong versus Godzilla, an actual yeah. King Kong versus Godzilla. Because the original one, it's only King Kong versus Godzilla because it was Americanized and there was no name for the big ape except King Kong. Right. So that was the tie-in there. But uh, anyway, looking back on this film, it's it's nowhere near the best one. But for its time and like it had a darker feel to it with like the, the way it was shot. Some great intent, but yeah. whenever there's that rear projection of people running from Godzilla, it's just like, nah, this is so bad. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there's this one scene. I don't remember that at all. Because when you do rear projection, you have to have it in scale, like yeah. how close the actor is to the back. There's this dude running from Godzilla in this one shot, and I mean, I autumn busted out loud laughing, which is rare. Right. Because like Godzilla's behind him, but he's like so close to the camera, it looks like he's almost like a foot shorter than Godzilla, he not running in the ground in front him. of him. <laughs> well, they also used a shot of Godzilla from like his waist up instead of like from his knees up. Oh, so like it shows that he's far away, but it looks Maybe like he's running on top of a building. No, it's not. <laughs> it would just—they didn't get the scale right Maybe in that he's on shot. A large bridge. <laughs> yeah, but he had to be on the running in place on the top of the World yeah. Trade Center. Maybe Godzilla he's not a very was staring good at him like what. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> but uh, if you haven't seen it and you really want to see it, good luck tracking it down, first of all. Right. Uh, but in my opinion, there are better Godzilla movies to watch or to recommend. Now, strangely enough, as well, there were only two Godzilla movies in the total in the 80s. 
Wow. And this one did well enough where they had a sequel to this one called Godzilla vs. I don't think I wrote it down. Because I, I, even I haven't, that's one I haven't even seen. Mm. I didn't even recognize. Uh, Biolante in 89. So, Biolante. Uh, haven't seen that one. Save it for another episode down the road. Uh, but anyway, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, now, some of the dramatic stuff behind the scenes as to how this film got made and is known as Godzilla 1985 over here and is actually shorter than the Japanese version. Uh, it was based partly on a 1980 story treatment by uh, Tomoyuki Tanaka and Akira Murao. Murao, I don't know. That's a. Murao? That sound, doesn't sound Japanese. I thought you could pronounce all those. I thought I could. This would throw me a curve here. <laughs> uh, called The Resurrection of Godzilla or Gojira no Fukatsu. Uh, the film is a is heavily re-edited. Uh, not, uh, Godzilla 1985 is a heavily re-edited American adaptation of the Japanese film The Return to, of Godzilla, which was produced by Toho in '84. And in addition to the film being recut, retitled, and dubbed in English, it featured additional footage produced by New World Pictures. And both New World Pictures and the Toho version of the film, which again is called The Return of Godzilla, and is the 16th Godzilla film at that time, uh, both. And they do both are direct sequels to the original. However, Toho's version serves as a sequel to Godzilla 1954. Godzilla 1985 serves as a sequel to Godzilla King of the Monsters, the 1956 Americanization of Godzilla. So mm. the American version is a sequel to the American version of the original, and the Japanese version is a sequel to the Japanese version of the original. That's where it gets confusing. Uh, and the reason Raymond Burr is in this film is because he was in the Americanized version of. Godzilla in 1956, and he's reprising his role in this one. Uh-huh. Uh, the executive producer, uh, Tomoyuki Tanaka, strongly considered two Godzilla series veterans, director Ishiro Honda and composer Akira Ifukubi, to work on this film. But despite Tanaka's pleas, both men declined for professional and personal reasons, and this is why I included this. Uh, they were both still greatly affected by the passing of special effects wizard Eiji Subaraya, in 1970 and felt that Godzilla died when he died. Additionally, when the composer heard about the changes made to Godzilla, such as his increased size from 50 meters to 80 meters, he reportedly said, I do not write music for 80 meter monsters. (laughs) Only 50 meter, damn it. You gotta draw the line somewhere. (laughs) Hey, I respect his principles and the score was not anything to write home about regardless. Uh, This film came after a decade almost a decade, I should say, to be technically correct, of failed film proposals to revive Godzilla. Uh, Toho finally made this film after the Godzilla mania of 1983 when Toho Toho held an incredibly popular film festival in which they showed all the previous Godzilla films, all 18 of them. And because of this resurgence in its popularity, they figured it was time to bring back the character. Hmm. So that's kind of the genesis of it getting started as far as the Japanese version. It is also the first film... And after 18 other films since the original in which Godzilla does not fight another monster. Yeah. So. And that was a weird introduction to this character for me. Yeah, same here. Because I heard about these other monsters. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, well, I wonder why he's not fighting them here. And yeah. then seeing that tape in Walmart with Godzilla on the cover mm-hmm. fighting Megalon, like, I have to see. Like, <laughs> this is what I want. This is what does it for me. Uh, and I didn't mention earlier, but the stuntman that played Godzilla in this one will go on to play Godzilla in multiple uh, sequels as well. Uh, Kinpachiro Setsuma, which we have Setsumas over here, but it's, I mean, it's <laughs> nothing to do with the, uh, anything of Japanese origin, at least as far as I know. Maybe right. Setsumas are from Japan. Uh, but he suffered uh, several injuries while playing Godzilla, including a sharp wire in the suit's leg that chewed into his thigh. And he was shouting help inside the suit as the scene was to be shot. And they had to come 
you know, take them all out of the whole thing to they were yelling repair it. Stop improvising. <laughs> like, this is not a role. Like, <laughs> I'm into the character. <laughs> Godzilla doesn't Godzilla speak English. Saying, he'd be saying help. <laughs> Except in One Crazy Summer. Right. Uh, so that's what, when, it, when I was reading this, I just imagined that scene of the cigar going in Bobcat <laughs> yeah. costume, just <laughs> panicking in the suit. And also, uh, sharp, st- sharp staples from the pyrotechnic explosives trickled into his suit and worked all the way down to his feet uh, when the back of the suit was left open. And he was super angry about that and warned them to, quote, wait until I'm fully sealed in the suit before you explode anything. <laughs> uh, and then the crew was obviously more careful at that point. And then, uh, like I mentioned, uh, Kinpachiro would go on to reprise the role of Godzilla in several films for the remainder of the Versus series, as it was called in Japan. Now let's get into that, like the technicality of the eras of Godzilla. This was not only the last Godzilla film to be produced during the Showa era in Japan, which is considered... That era is designated by the reign of Emperor Hirohito, which was from 1921 and 1989. And, you know, he's the guy that kind of made us go to war with Japan uh, and all that. But anyway, no old, no old grudges held here. But it's also the first film of the new series, which is later called the Versus series in Japan, as it's being a direct sequel to the original Godzilla. And the next film, uh, which I mentioned, Godzilla vs. Biollante, which came out in 89, was the first Godzilla film to be filmed in the... Uh, Hisai era, which is the reign of Emperor Akihito, which is started in 1989 and is still going on till today, uh, at least according to this article on IMDb whenever it was posted. So I'm not, it might, it should still be, I'm not sure, I'm not up to date on Japanese politics or ascension of emperors. However, since this movie is a direct prequel to Godzilla vs. Biollante in 89, this film, talking about Godzilla in 1985, is still considered to be a part of the Heisei era. So. Hmm. Whenever you hear people talk about eras of Godzilla, it's based on the reigns of the emperors, the emperors in Japan. Uh, the American scenes were shot over the course of two days on a soundstage at Rally Studios in Hollywood, California. Another day, half day's worth was shot at a ranch house in Malibu, California. Every one of Raymond Burr's scenes were filmed in one day. Excuse me, I think I told you two earlier, Jesse, uh, to suit his schedule, and he was paid $50,000. Uh, every reverse shot in this film that features a conversation with Raymond Burr was shot in a separate day. Uh, and uh, actually the next day after Raymond Burr's scene, so he's just talking to the wall. And then oh, wow. through the magic of cinema, you get the cut shots to make it seem like they're in the same room. Mm. But all the American stuff is very like soap opera, like staging, yeah. like blocking and everything is just like very simple, no real thought. And of course, simple can work, but you can tell that this is not a, like a, this is somebody that's just like, okay, yeah, uh, just putting together pieces of a puzzle. Mm-hmm. More so than any kind of creative aspect to it or anything. Uh, when it opened in Japan on December 15th, it actually opened at number three. Number one was Ghostbusters, and number two was Gremlins. Uh, so in Japanese media, that weekend was called, I don't know why the weekend was called this, because it was just a weekend, but it was called the Year of G. Ghostbusters, Godzilla, Gremlins. <laughs> for that one That's weekend. That's significant, huh? <laughs> the Year of the G! Yeah. That's not a Japanese accent. I was just trying to differentiate my voice that sure. didn't even sound anything like I would think. It sound like another person. Yeah. That's which which was my intent. (laughs) So please don't throw stones. Uh, The North American version with with the added Raymond Burr footage runs at 87 minutes. Doesn't even hit an hour and a half. That is 16 minutes shorter than the Japanese version. Hmm. And there is a ton of left out scenes, uh, reshot scenes, redubbed scenes, and added scenes, and they still came up 16 minutes shorter. Uh, there's, if you go on Wikipedia, there's an entire list if you actually want to see, but it's far too insignificant to even go over on a podcast mm. uh, that's just dealing with our recollection of it. 
So if you are curious, the Japanese version is 16 minutes longer, and from what I've read is a much more cohesive film in terms of the story and everything uh, for that much. But again, even with that, in my, th uh, my point of view, there's better Godzilla movies to spend your time on, not waste your time, because it's never wasted with Godzilla. <laughs> uh, excuse me. This was the last Godzilla film produced by Toho to receive any major release in North American theaters until Godzilla 2000, 15 years later. You want to talk about a Godzi bad Godzilla movie? There's your bad Godzilla movie. Thank you, Matthew Broderick. That was the first <laughs> movie I ever saw a uh, midnight showing of. Oh, wow. Like, you know, and, I didn't see it in the theater. At that point, it was that. called a sneak preview. Right. Actually, no, 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 I'm sorry. It wasn't midnight. It was a sneak preview. Yeah, because it was a whole big thing. It was at Tinseltown, which is now torn down here in Baton Rouge. Yeah. But they gave us this little like thing with a, a cell from the film and like, a, you know, for being part of the sneak preview of Godzilla. Because, of course, it was from Roland Emmerich, the director of Independence Day. True. Of course, he's the only one that can do destruction, which some of the, you know, all that stuff was good at the time. But it, then you have the whole story about the little eggs and... Yeah, that movie lost me so quick when all that shit happened. <laughs> uh, so that's you know stick with the 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 Japanese made Godzilla films, except the more recent one in my opinion, which was fantastic. I know people are divided on that one too, but I personally loved it. It was a very good Americanized version of the Godzilla mythos. Uh, Godzilla '85 was nominated for uh, a Stinkers Bad Movie Award for Worst Picture. And it was nominated for two Razzies. One for Worst Supporting Actor for Raymond Burr. And Worst... I don't know, This confused me. Worst New Star for the new computerized Godzilla. So, not Godzilla himself, but this version of it that was... When it said that, I don't... What, what computerized part was there? Because I don't... I, don't I know. just watched it and I saw nothing. That, it makes me think of the uh, Nintendo games, though, since you said computerized Godzilla. Yeah, like, like some little uh, you know, 2D sprite. Did you ever play any of those? I play one of them sounds familiar. Godzilla Two was the better of the games. Uh, it was the first. I want to say it's the first real time strategy game, or no, turn based strategy game that I've ever played. Okay, then I haven't played that. Yeah, it was complete. The first one was like a side scroller. Okay, that's know? the one I played then. Yeah, where you're just blowing shit up. Yeah. Second one was actually a strategy game. Wow. And interesting. I think it still has legs today, actually, because you know it's a strategy yeah, game. Yeah, it's all those, math anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to dig that up. <laughs> But yeah, if anyone's played uh, Godzilla 2, let me know what you thought of it. 80srevisit at gmail.com. Definitely. Uh, and let's see. From 1954 through 2016, there have been 29 Godzilla films produced by Toho in Japan. Five American productions. And uh, as I mentioned before, only two Godzilla films total in the 80s, which was the lowest since his, or his original one run in the 1950s, which that then started until 54. Uh, there were Leading up to the 80s, there were four in the 70s and six in the 90s. Uh, and so far, only two in the 2010s. Uh, but, I mean, again, he's having a resurgence now. Films take longer to make. Yeah. Uh, the Japanese ones, aside from the recent Shin Godzilla, they don't make them like they used to. You know, they make them now with the CG and everything over here, which was what was awesome about Shin Godzilla is because you had a mixture of CG and classic Godzilla models and guy in a suit type thing and looked fantastic. <sighs> uh, I thought, at least, because it's a Godzilla movie. You have to go into it expecting to see a Godzilla movie, not, you know... Uh, the Life of Pi, with right. you know, that quality CG, which they're bankrupt anyway. So in board games, they call it the Magic Circle. Once you're in the Magic Circle, you need to accept everything within the Magic exactly. Circle. Exactly, and I understand that's hard sometimes. But it, well. if you go see a giant monster movie, it should be accepted already. Right. Go in with several passes ready to hand out for the logic and whatever you're going to see, and sit back yeah. and enjoy the movie. So yeah, that kind of wraps it up on the background. But uh, 
Jesse, I mean, I know this was a big part of your childhood, probably one of the bigger movies that we've covered uh, based on your feedback from it. So, But I haven't rewatched it. You might want to keep it there. Yeah, it'll stay in the nostalgic pool. Keep it on that pedestal. So what, what would the nostalgic Jesse, from your recollection, you know, what would he say? It's probably not the number one movie I've watched back then. Uh, like Roger Rabbit was up there too. Mm-hmm. That one was probably more. Yeah. Um, this one back then, if I had to just go on my recollection of the movie, I remember enjoying the ones where he fights monsters more, but mm-hmm. this one was not bad. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, they even took elements from this in those games I was talking about, like Godzilla 2. If you were uh, the human, oh, well, everybody played, <laughs> you played as the humans in these cities and the monsters would come in and mm-hmm. you'd have to stop them. But one of the things you can get was a super X to try to fight off, you know, all the well, monsters cool. that came in. Yeah, um, yeah. I still remember the music in my head, <laughs> like because it would just play on a loop, and so you had no choice but to listen to it the whole time while I'm doing everything else. Um, MIDI oh, sound man. effects. Yeah, I could probably play on piano just from recollection of wow. my head. Um, but I don't know. This movie, maybe a six, six mm-hmm. and a half. I can see that. Like from, from with that perspective, I give it a four, right. which is just, and that's because, God, to me, again, just a standalone Godzilla movie, you have to do something different. Yeah. As a kid, and like watching it back then, I would give it much higher, at least a six, I would imagine, back then. But you know, Godzilla nowadays, he's you know, in the original film, he's a villain. He's not. He's nothing but nature's wrath. You know, coming to hearken the you know the nuclear age of man, and you know, this is what we have wrought on the planet, et cetera, et cetera. And which is great for that film, and then you know Godzilla evolved into a protector, a hero, is what he's today, and he is. That's why he's you know he saved the world many times, at least twenty. Uh, let's see, what did I say? Or <laughs> at least twenty nine. Uh, let's see, there's been about thirty four Godzilla films, and at least thirty of those he's saved us from destruction. So you know, and he's a hero. He's not you know he's you know monsters and almost an unfair term to call him. It's like calling Ben Grimm of the of the Fantastic Four a monster when he's you know he's a hero. Godzilla's transcended that. He's you know he's he's like Venom in Spider Man. He's yeah he was a villain. He's a cool villain, but now he's a hero. Uh, not to say he doesn't destroy cities sometimes when they're fighting, uh, which nobody ever does that. It pulls that Avengers car like well all these people aren't they saving people in these buildings? Mm. You know when Godzilla's leveling cities, you know that takes the fun out of it because it's a Godzilla movie. I don't care. They should have gotten out when they saw the monster emerge out of Tokyo Bay. <laughs> run people don't be like those people here that stay in their houses when there's a hurricane or flooding and find their bodies floating in the ceiling right because they were too stupid to get out yeah. my condolences anybody listening was affected by that but hey <laughs> they tell you to get out for a reason but you're not listening to this for a reason <laughs> <laughs> off my little <laughs> tiny little soapbox yeah but yeah uh, I, so I give it a like watching it to, in terms of the Godzilla canon it's one of the my least favorite again I've, I have not rewatched all of these Godzilla movies and I have not seen all 34 of them Mm-hmm. I've seen most. I would say I've seen at least twenty-five of them. Uh, a lot of the big ones, all the series with uh, Ghidra and uh, Mothra and Son of Godzilla and all those kind of fun ones. Uh, so like I said, uh, TBS would just play them all day, like from six a.m. to six a.m. Twenty-four hours of Godzilla. I wonder if they still do that. I would never know because I don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> I will never add that cable to my house again. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, hearts. This is super hard to find, so most likely just settle with the Japanese version. I imagine it's probably a better film to begin with, uh, keeping the story intact, the original vision, instead of throwing in some Americanized stuff to make it appeal to American audiences, which, based on the box office, didn't really do that. But they made their money back, so 
that's always a good thing. And like I said, Godzilla is still more relevant today than he was when this movie came out. So he survived this. He survived a lot worse. Mm. Uh, so yeah, in the real world, this film... Oh, we'll say that for the intro. Uh, Back to the Future this week. Uh, Jesse, I know you finished the new South Park game. I, on the yes, other hand, have, did. have barely scratched the surface because I've been stuck on all the new content for the Friday the 13th game, which is probably my favorite game of the year so far. Like, I, I cannot Man. stop playing it. I would I, love to play that with, like, people... I'd love to land party that. Yeah, it would be it would be one It'd of the most fun land games party. to land party because you know whoever get the one TV in the other room that's Jason uh-huh. where they can't hear anything. Yep. And then just you know just have take fun turns. With it. Yeah, and everybody else is working together getting. Yeah, I mean I have the recent update. This is only for people that play the game, but they added it normally when you would pick up like a part for the car or something that would be necessary to escape. Mm-hmm. Like and then you get Jason catches you and kills you. You drop it where it's at. Yeah. They, in the new update, they added now to where if you drop a part. If you pick it up and drop it, even it shows on the map now, which I do not like. No, it makes it, it way make too easy. Way thematically, too easy. it doesn't make sense either. Yeah, like why can you see this? Yeah, why do I have a GPS? And to be honest, like people bitch, Jason's OP. Like he's supposed to be. Right. The challenge is being good enough to overcome the overpoweredness with you know teamwork or ingenuity and survive. Yeah. I have no friends that have this game on PlayStation 4. Uh, I, let me change that. I saw John with Now vs. Nostalgia. I, th- I believe I saw you playing it, and I keep forgetting to send you a message. Say, hey, like, let me know when you're on. Let's, uh, I'll put on a mic for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I only put on a mic if other people are in the lobby working together, but half the time it's brace yourself. You might want to turn your volume down. Yeah, uh, I got this game, and it's cool. Uh, I want to be Jason. You know, it's, they call it squeakers right. online, just like who probably are too young to be playing this game. But nevertheless, like they did contribute nothing except yell and give away my position when I'm crouched using my perks to evade Jason, and they're standing next to me like, "Hey, did you got the car part?" And like, I'm like, shut up, shut the fuck up, because it has aural based sound, so Jason can hear you fucking yapping. I hope they don't listen to the online community when it comes to a game like that, because what they're doing right now, one way to view it is that. Say there's uh, how many people can play? Uh, eight plus Jason. So nine people. Yeah. So typically, if Jason's OP as or what they say is OP, if he wins, you're upsetting eight people. One person's happy. Mm. If they yeah, if they see eight people complaining and one person not complaining, which just one post. Yeah. Hopefully they don't listen to that. Make Jason's part way harder to win. That's the point of it. I know that is the point of it, but they're trying to go for that. Let's make eight people happy a, and one person A gameplay upset. balance. Yeah, and then that's Which gonna, it didn't need. Like, and played, that would kill the game. I I've think. played the game literally since it came out. It came out that weekend we went to Dallas. I brought my laptop, set up my PlayStation share or, you know, remote play. <laughs> right. And I, like, the first time I played the game, I was in my Dallas hotel room, lagging all, and I team killed somebody by accident because I didn't know you could team kill people. I had a <laughs> shotgun and somebody picked up. Jason picked him up to strangle him. It's like, oh, sure, I'll get you free. And the shotgun blast hit Jason, but it killed him too. <laughs> so like, I've played this learn. game since it came out. I love it to death, but these new changes, no, it's supposed to be hard. That's, yeah. That is the entire point of it. Like, But if like, they oh, sw- swapped it the other way, then yeah, they'll probably kill the game. Yeah, because uh, you, you can game. set in your settings, like, do you want it, the, the RNG to to favor you more for Jason or for a counselor or neither. I have it on neither. I'm going straight counselor because now, A, that's more fun for me anyway. I, yeah. like, I, like, having, I like being the underdog and having to like outthink other yeah. people and 
use that mentality. You earned your against, wins too. <laughs> yeah, if you feel you used to feel it, now it's too easy. Mm. Uh, but normally, before this last update, you have you know at the end of the match, it's good job, Jason. You killed eight of eight, or how many? I would average you know five out of uh, six out of eight usually. You know, which I consider as long as you kill more than half, I think you did a good job as Jason. Yeah, because people the game's been out long enough now to where some people are really good at evading you. They know little hiding spots, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes you think, oh, hell breaks loose. Both cars are escaping and the police are coming or, you know, so you like, you have to pick who to, who do you want to kill the most? <laughs> Which one do you want to guarantee to stop, et cetera, et cetera. But now I got to, I played yesterday, first match, randomly got to be Jason, uh, four out of eight. And at one time the boat was leaving. I heard the car being repaired and I had two people trapped in the house. So it's, you know, then it's like, stick with these people, try to stop these. You have to, I had to let somebody go. Right. I had to make a choice there. But that's because... Uh, if you go into a house and you open it, like everything's hidden, you have to, every, everything has to be found. So if I go into a cabin and I see the gas can there, but I'm a, I'm a character that doesn't have a high repair level, if I just drop what I have, pick up the gas, put it back down, pick up my weapon, now that gas is on the map. So anybody can come see it now. Oh my gosh. Which I completely disagree. The, the fun of it is like, you don't know where anything is. You have, right. to, you have to go, you can't just sit in one spot and wait for the 15 minute timer. The hope could, that you that could be Jason. the first step to the end. You know? It could be. I hope. I hope they change. No, I that make it an option in private matches. Don't make it in public matches. Right. They took out team killing, which I understand why they did because it was rampant. Although sometimes I couldn't help but laugh. And to be honest, like ah, you fucker, and then yeah. then I'm gonna get you. Oh, fuck you. What's this? I'm gonna you killed me last match. I'm gonna get you this match. Yeah. I'll have fun with it. You know, sometimes that's acceptable. They took that out. It's only in private matches. That's fine. But these new changes. Uh, nope. Nope, nope, nope. So that's what I'm mainly... That and uh, the new uh, Shadow of War, more of the same, but fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm telling you, the like, reason I'm behind on South Park is because, like, let me just capture one more one more work. Five that's the reason I'm behind on Shadows of Mordor. See, the first exact, one. it's the exact opposite. <laughs> but, uh, I yeah, Autumn likes to, about it. likes to watch me play the South Park game because it's so much like the show, so I, I've been waiting for her, but I can't... You know, to progress in the game, I'm just going to have to, like, fuck it. So, uh, but anyway, but uh, what would, you know, without spoiling anything, obviously, with the South Park game, you already told me, but I'm sure yeah. some listeners are interested. If you're looking for a uh, a long South Park episode, it's great. Um, don't expect it to push as many boundaries as the first one did. It's kind of hard to follow up abortion and... Right. And I think they knew that. like that. I think they knew that. But I spent 50 hours on it. I think I did everything except for like meticulous collecting. I may have actually done that. <laughs> I didn't check it to see if I did. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I got everything. Yeah. Cuz after I after I beat it and everything, I went to I finally googled it mm-hmm. to see what other people were saying about it. And there was one thing that I didn't do that I went back and did. Like a side quest type thing or yeah. like hidden? Yeah, yeah, something um yeah, something that was mentioned. It kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy VII, the Knights of the Round. Mm, yeah. yeah. Get your golden, cho- golden chocobo. Yeah. Work them up. Go to this point in the map. There you go. Right. There's your reward. That, a well-earned reward. That's, that's what it reminded me. I was like, oh, this is the Knights of the Round fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, watch anything new lately? I'm going to see Thor Ragnarok tonight. I know some people in the future, like Ben Wyatt in Tasmania, have already seen... Thor Ragnarok yeah. and said it was fantastic. So that's he actually said it was better than Guardians of the Galaxy too. So that's what I'm hearing. It's like you built my expectations up, Ben. So if I don't like it, it's all up to you. it's all your fault. But I just can't wait to see Kate Blanchett. Watch Stranger Things season two. I got two episodes left. 
Well, here's what happened. No. no! <laughs> I'm going through Mindhunters right now. I've heard that's good. I've Autumn it watched good, it, but I haven't. She finished the whole series. And she liked it? Yeah. See, because it started off, I was like, it's kind of strange, but I'll give it one more. And then I'm sitting here doing work anyway. So yeah. I'm like, I got to play something. So I started watching more of that. It's getting more interesting as it goes on. I was about to give it up, but then I looked. I was like, let's see what IMDb says. 8.8. Hmm. Okay. I was like, Jesus. Okay. I guess I'll keep going. <laughs> How many of those were bought by Netflix, though? Oh, I don't know. But like the finale has a 9.3. <laughs> so Jesus. I'm like, it's leading up to something. I could, you know, you kind of see what it. Now that I know something's leading up to this, whatever happens. Um, that's. I'm making guesses yeah. in the show. Yeah. So That's I don't know. a good thing. It's just I'm that, almost done with it. I that type of show it. doesn't appeal to me like offhand. Yeah. Just because I like more horror sci-fi. Well, a lot of people said it reminded them of Twin Peaks. Does it have like some sort it of a surreal aspect to not. it? does not. Or I don't believe it does. Um, at least where you're at. I mean. I would say no, it doesn't. See, I would say no, it doesn't. People just want, oh, it's a, it's a dramatic show about like serial killer. Like that's not. No. What? Yeah, yeah. No. True Detective for season one was like Twin Peaks. Yeah, but you know that doesn't you know. It, but even that didn't really have like no, it didn't go as far right. by any stretch because it was all about you know Russ's mental state. But I mean, they did that the surrealness. That's kind of what's happening here. This is like it takes place in the what fifties, sixties. I don't really. Oh, know. Oh, really? I don't know because just from what I've seen about it, it looked modern. It didn't look like no, no. It takes place. It's like whenever. The main character is a teacher for the FBI. He teaches uh, police officers how to do their job, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, he's researching killers. When I don't know when Manson happened, but this is like right when that the happened. Seven, late 70s? Early okay, 70s? so that's when this is taking place then. I never really saw a year. I just know mm-hmm. what else is going on. But he feels like a, a time, a period piece? Like Oh, for sure. They, they okay. mention Manson a lot, like hmm. that it just happened or something. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's doing his research to find out um, if there's a link between how these serial killers were raised and, you know, their relationships with their mothers and all that stuff. Hmm. So he's going But back. it's not based on anything true, right? This, yeah, they're based on true people. I mean, this, this show is what I'm saying? Or Oh, I haven't done that much digging on it. I did look up, like, the people they were interviewing. I was like, okay, these are real people okay. that existed. I don't know if this so real, story was real. Real people come into play. Yeah. Like, throughout. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if the the actual thing is true, um, and that's only because I haven't done the research to check it. But because um, I like I like true crime type stuff, but I don't like you know Law and Order SVU or no any, no like, I wouldn't say it's like that. I, I think you would enjoy it just based on if you like you know true crime stuff. When you finish it, I'll ask you that question again. If you say it's worth watching, yeah, it's just the first episode i was just like what is going on here it's, it <clears throat> had that weird like why is everybody talking so quietly and just yeah and weird musical cues and stuff like interesting. that. interesting yeah i don't <clears throat> know but you finished stranger things too already i did yeah we, we had two episodes left on well, we're watching it last night because we were out of town over the weekend so I've been, i wanted to binge it that first day but obviously it didn't work that way uh <laughs> So we're watching it, and I knew there were two episodes left. She's like, one more. I'm like, no, there's two episodes left. I'm not going to sit <laughs> on the la- with one yeah, episode yeah, less yeah. left until, you know, because we're going to see Thor tonight, so we wouldn't have time to watch it tonight before she goes to bed. So we, that means Friday we'll be watching it. 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to sit for like 48 hours without watching the last episode, like not being that close. So like, you yeah. watch both, and you're, or, or you go to, or, or you go to bed. Like, it's up to you. Like, <laughs> bed. I'm like, fuck. Because I mean, you know, it's, it's building. Like this year, this season's building, 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 building. Yeah. Whereas the first one was really like, I think kept an intensity all the way through it. Uh, I mean, it's still great. I still like it. Yeah. I just, I don't know where you finished it. So don't obviously. I know you're not gonna say anything with the people listening. I don't know where this plot line with the redheaded girl and her brother's going. Or if it's literally just. Well, listen, going I felt nowhere. the same way. We can discuss that when you're okay. when you're done with it. But we had the exact same feeling. Because uh, oh, here here's my this first se- uh, first season was eight episodes. This one's nine. The one we watched last night is the seventh episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was utter shit and totally pointless. It's the one where eleven. Okay, spoiler alert for Stranger Things season two if you haven't gotten up to episode seven. It's <laughs> the one where she just goes to fucking New York or somewhere. And Chicago. Up- yeah. Okay, and it was just like. I only know that because of the building, and they were in Illinois. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is, what is, like, this is so pointless. You finished it, though, right? That episode. Okay. That is where we left off, where she's so, going back. I think my guess is as to why they put that in there is because I think they're just setting up for future seasons. That's what I assumed. Yeah. Like, they, they're obviously yeah. showing that there's other, there's ob- the other 10 subjects could be out there. While I was watching it, I was just, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's like... I don't care about these people. Like they showed them right at the beginning to let yeah, you like know that the first shot of the second series is that one scene. There are other so you know it's going to come yeah. back. So honestly, if they wanted to save that for season three or four or whatever, having that little teaser at the beginning would have been fine. Yeah. Or saving it for the end. Or, or like that's the like last that. thing you see. Even like yeah. oh, oh oh shit stinger. Yeah. But uh, because we wa- the episode before that is where the shit starts to hit the fan. I'm like oh f- like oh shit like oh shit. I think then, uh, IMDb agrees with you because uh, that episode number seven has six point five. I wouldn't even give that high. I was, I'm not gonna I, say bored because I'm I'm interested in the characters. We're just like, okay, this is it's jumping the shark. A the little one bit before here. it has a nine point four. So a lot of people agree yeah. with you. <laughs> Steve is my fucking hero now. Like he's my favorite character in the show, at least right now. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um. I th- so Steve's back in the. St- where is he and where you are? Uh, that uh, last time we, of course, season seven. Uh, <laughs> Episode seven is all that, that outside episode. Uh, episode six is the one where they're they, at the junkyard from the yeah, first so, one where so they make the thing and they realize there's more than one. Yes. Uh, okay, so that's what I was saying. And during then they just, he's like, they're going somewhere. Yeah. And that's when like you see the alien, not alien ripoff, but you know the boom, get out of there, it's a trap. You know. Whenever Steve's walking up to the house with the roses, and you know Dustin, oh yeah, gets them in there. It's like congratulations, you're promoted to the main <laughs> storyline. <laughs> <laughs> but that whole like him and Dustin that all, like that episode was so good. Yeah, like that they they them together was like this is all, like God, like Steve isn't as much of a douche as I thought he was because of course yeah. in the first season he comes around near the end where they all have to fight the Demogorgon. Yeah, near the end so like you know he he has a good arc. He's I like his character at by the end of the first season and now he's like it's it was very it was very monster squatty. Yeah. In episode six, you got the older kid, aka Rudy, you know, cool kid. Like, yeah, I use Pantene Pro V in my hair and don't yeah. tell anybody, but Farrah Fawcett spray and yeah. all that. So it's just, and then you end it was with Fabergé, actually. That's it, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I couldn't think of the name of it. It was something Maje. Uh, but then that episode ends with Hooper looking down and then the hand coming up, fade to black, like, oh shit. And then next episode, 11 on a train. Like, okay, this is just the beginning. Nope. That is the whole goddamn episode. Yep. Like, you. And here's what's bugging me too about it, timeline-wise. Okay, I don't know how far 
Hawkins is from Chicago. But uh, episode six ends with the thing coming up. So they're there at the door. And halfway through the episode seven is when she has the vision of like everything that's happening. And it's like, okay, got to go back to my friends. Let me hop on a bus. So whatever happens in episode eight and nine, I'm not sure when she gets there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, we're talking several hours here have to pass before Eleven would even get where she needs to be to do anything. Well, Hawkins is a fictional city, of course. So, so it's not, maybe <laughs> so it's, it's a suburb of Chicago. It is. <laughs> it's like ten minutes away. Pretty far, yeah. But she had to get a bus, so not a cab. So I don't know. It seems like such a common name for it to not be an actual city. Yeah, I'm sure there's something there. But regardless, it's I love it. It. They nail that vibe of the time period. I was going to ask you that. And all like, that nostalgia, just like when you're, they go to an arcade, it's just like, God, I remember that. Like, it, although it takes place in the 80s, what other than that makes it an 80s? I mean, just the, the culture of the time. He has a Jaws post. Well, the first season, he had a theme well, not just the content. And, I'm wondering if, like, well, as the, a filmmaker's point of view, like the Duffer's brother point mm-hmm. of view. I think it's just how society's changed. Like, uh, one, here's one thing that strikes me: when Dustin rides, or uh, I get the other kid's name, uh, the black kid that's fallen in love with the redheaded girl, Caitlin Winston. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a racist thing. That's a reference to like yeah. the first episode, by the way. Where somebody's like, <gasps> <laughs> they should know. I think it's Caitlin, or that's the real kid's name that plays him is Caleb. It's something like that. But uh, just so that when they ride their bikes everywhere, they just drop their bikes in the lawn and walk in. Oh that, yeah, yeah, that is so. That to me, that's just like bam. I know when this takes place. Yeah, Lucas. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And you know the the radios. Like I remember the big t- well, hello, hello. Like I rich come enough back, to have that. Know, all that stuff, and just like you see some of the fashions, like every, just bits and pieces pop, and it's just like I remember that. Yeah, the set decorator, great job on. Oh that. yeah, the He Man, uh, He Man toys. Like uh, Caleb's sister, or uh, Lucas' sister's playing with He Man. Like, oh, yeah. you saved me, Mister He Man. Like, God, like that's so like. You know, it's just it's even it comes down to things. the furniture. Like I noticed, like the chairs oh, they were sitting the at. Glasses Lucas and shit. I'm like, my mom had that yeah. Tupperware, that yeah. exact <laughs> picture. We had that exact picture. Yeah, in our kitchen, growing. Yeah, up. all that stuff. It's all little things. Uh, you know, it's just it's just like wow, life was so much better without iPhones. In us, in terms of <laughs> like yeah. childhood, like looking back at like you had to go out into the world, and. You know, oh, the phone's busy. Let me ride my bike over there. You know, yeah. you, you you were more involved in the actions that are now replaced by Wi-Fi and, you know, convenience. Which, yeah, that's progress, and that's obviously how it goes. But, you know, I, it's just like, God, that was so much fun. Like, today, like, oh, got to do a podcast. I jump in my car <laughs> and drive instead of like, oh, I'm up, you know. And, uh, there's that meme, like, you see a pile of bikes outside the front yard. That's how you knew where your friends were. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and again. <laughs> Not anymore. It's. That yes, that's nostalgic, but you know it's also it it harkens back to a simpler time, mm-hmm. and you know how just how fast again our generation, just how fast technology's compounded, like the, the yeah. jumps that we've had, it's absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, uh, when you when you, if you really think back about it, and you look at the technology in Stranger Things, aside from the science fiction alternate dimension type stuff, yeah, but you know shovels and cigarette lighters. Uh, CB radios and landline phones. Yep. Bikes for transportation because nobody has a car except the older <laughs> rich kids, you know, it's yeah. or whoever the mullet dude the is. Hair. <laughs> yeah. I like that character, like the, the brother. That's the He's, Red Ranger from the Power Rangers movie. Oh, oh okay. Well, they no. got the character playing it. Oh, wow. I was like, he, where do I know that guy? Okay, I, I, I can totally see that now. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see his face like from the scene in that movie now. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's fantastic. I, I thought he did a great job. In, he's great. Yeah, in uh, Power Rangers. But he was too confusing in this one, like at episode seven. I was just like, what is going on here? Yeah. Why are you here? Because <laughs> I like the character. Like he, he's, he's an asshole, but he's, he's like Bender from The Breakfast Club. I don't necessarily hate him. Yeah. Like he has some things that are cool. And like, you know, when he's playing basketball with Steve, like he's being an asshole, but he's in a sense educating him. Like, hey, like, you know, plant your yeah, fucking plant feet, your dude. Feet, like, yeah. I mean, come on. Gives him a pep talk in the shower in an asshole way. Yeah. Like, he, I, I like that character. I just don't know what the fuck's going on. But I'm This 40. prompted a discussion after the whole series was over. It's like, let's talk about that guy. Or so that, that Next episode, thing. we'll be talking about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, of course, watching. Just been watching a shit ton of horror movies. Nothing really new there. All staples of the season. Uh, you seen any movies lately that you haven't seen before? Oh, I can't even think of that. No, probably not. Neither. A lot of watching a lot of series stuff, you know, because all these shows are back. Like yeah. watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and mm-hmm. I'm waiting all for the season Netflix to finish shows. to watch it yeah, back to back to back run to back. Through it. That's just kind of that's just so much easier to do now, schedule wise. Binging, yep. Which I mean, Twin Peaks, I it was very nostalgic to you know to throw that word out again like that it was weekly, mm-hmm. you know, because it gives you time to talk amongst your friends about oh, geez, what the fuck does that mean. Yeah. What does that have? Like, what is going on? You know, so yeah. I like that aspect of it. But sometimes, you know, with the way this culture is, like, knocking on wood, because I have not had any Stranger Things spoilers. So I'm just like, so far, so good. That's why I want to finish it before that happens. That's why, one of the reasons why we had to binge it. Like, I think we only had three sessions. First session was one episode. The other ones were four and five episodes. Actually, as long as we watch the next two together, it'll be four. Because we yeah. watched... Two the first day, and then we went out to the beach. Then watched two that day. We got back cause we got that after we unpacked and all that, and then like f- not four, three last night, and then the final two. Mm. Whenever, as soon as I get a chance, because I after <laughs> after episode six, I was so like we have to. Autumn's like another one, another one. I'm like yeah, fuck. I'm like fuck yeah, like and then and she had she had literally just said, I wonder what's going on with those other people. And then she's like, halfway through this episode, she's like, this is boring. I'm like, I know. Like, what is fuck? What is the point of this? And I'm like, you did this because you want to know what was happening with these people. And also, in that particular episode, whenever they go into the gas station, I'm like, why are you even talking to this dude? Yeah, like... <laughs> I thought you had this power. It's like, like a filler. It was all fill. I mean... Well, I mean, why didn't she just use her power to make him invisible like she did later? Yeah. It's like, I don't know why your toilet's running. I'm like, really? That's what you go to? You have to because you have to have eleven jumping the shark, and I, force pushing, and all this other shit. Right? Like, what? And what a dramatic character! I'm like, this character would not be doing this right now. She right. she is infatuated with Mike and the other kids, like, and their like, men, like, good yeah. goodness. Like, mm-hmm. she would not fall so quickly to, you know, jump in with this girl. I mean, I, I didn't buy that jump. That just so like, I've killed people too. Yeah, that was in self defense yeah. for you and your friends. This isn't. Murder, which was what I they think were she was doing. trying to impress them because you also got to remember she's still a young girl, yeah, and you know, maybe she's just trying to fit in with them just and to be on the other side and of one it. thing that pissed me off like <laughs> it pissed me off at first when Hooper thankfully Hooper's not dead, at least where I'm at, so I'm hoping nothing happens in the last two episodes. But he's talking to her on the CB, like, I just want you to know, and you know, she's not home, like, she's not going to hear that, and that was like so right. moving. But then they thankfully, the best part of the episode <laughs> was that they threw in that part to where yeah. she somehow heard the radio play that. Right. So I'm like, well, thank God she fucking heard that. <laughs> and I like the whole plotline with her mom and everything. Like, that was fine. It was yeah. all the, like, who are these punks? I don't care. And once the shootout started and she's talking, I'm like, 
I was I was thinking they were all going to die right there, except obviously Eleven's going to get away. But I figured yeah. like that was like because once the illusion broke and they started putting a million bullet holes in the van, there's no way. I know. I was like, like that's the best van ever. <laughs> well, it's an '80s van, so it has to be bulletproof. Of course, right? Only an explosion can take it out. <laughs> but uh, enough Stranger Things spoilers. So yeah, talk about Thor Ragnarok next week. Uh, anything else we've seen or played? Hopefully, I'll make progress on South Park. Uh, but uh, before the episode, Jesse, just to throw this out there to our, view- our listeners and viewers for when we uh, go to YouTube and all that, uh, we've hit over 100,000 downloads, correct? Yeah. So that's a milestone. So thank you to the 100,000 people <laughs> that listened at least part of this show, whether you turned it off within five minutes yeah. or ten minutes. Regardless, 100,000, that's I, – I never would have expected that, to be perfectly honest. Just because yeah, yeah, we're just, just us talking. So that that's really, off. really cool. So, so here's some fun facts that Jesse – Share with me before the show. The top <laughs> five writing those down. most played episodes are, in case you haven't listened to them, these are the most popular ones among people, which, honestly, none of them were, would be ones that I would have picked. That's hmm. in terms of our best content. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Number, yeah I mean, the they're looking one, at titles. The, the, the most downloaded episode was episode 27, which was our Die Lethal Hard Weapon Christmas Spectacular. Uh, the Back second, when we used to think of titles, kind of. <laughs> That was all you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it worked. It was great. Uh, the second most downloaded episode was our sixth episode, which was The Breakfast Club. Number three was number five, which was Terminator. And uh, number three, which was the fourth most downloaded, was Friday the 13th, strangely enough. Uh, three, five, and six, er, such early episodes, we you know, when the audio quality yeah. wasn't as crystal clear yeah. as it is now. Probably people p- dipping their toe in yeah. early on. And yeah. those were, you know, those are some big movies. From the decade too, so sure. easy to see. And the the fifth one and the most recent one in terms of the top top ones is actually episode 150, our episode on Commando. And the lowest one, strangely enough, I, I was shocked. Although we kind of talked it out, and I think I can see why, yeah. was our 30th episode, which was Back to the Future Part Three. Which I speculate is because somebody, most people, just like, hey, that's not an 80s movie, and just skipped it, <laughs> or they didn't like what we had to say about Back to the Future One and Two. Uh, but that was the, that had the least amount. So show Back Strange. to the Future 3 some love, because most of you probably haven't listened to that one. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Based regardless, on man, numbers. like that's, that's really cool. I appreciate it. Uh, it's great to know that people actually listen to it. So yeah. other than just you know our friends in Tasmania and in California and other places in the There's United a couple States hundred have, people that aren't emailing you. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that aren't. So look, we know you're out there. And I, I do that. I'm, I'm bad about this, I probably just have nothing too. to say. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I do not message I'm them. the same way. Like, every now and then, uh, Ben will say something on Asia Mania. I'm like, oh, i got to remember to talk to him about that. I'm telling that as I'm driving. I get to work. Oh, Trey, we need this. And then I, it's gone. <laughs> forget totally it. forget about it. And then it's like, yeah. I have to tell Ben something. And what was it? And then I can't remember. Or then I'll remember. And before I do the email, I'll forget again. But see, and that's someone you've messaged many times in the past. Yeah. Like, someone you've listened to on a podcast that you've never listened emailed or anything mm-hmm. probably even less likely yeah which is understandable but hey drop us a review drop yeah. us an email just let us know you listen let us know your favorite episodes of the podcast because yep. i still think whatever one we did the planeteer discussion on is probably still like i always think back about that anytime i see captain planet <laughs> i think back like yep my tea is still the one that would kill everyone in that a was death in the match. best of so wasn't it yeah that, it was in yeah. you put that clip there there's no way i'm not gonna gonna do another best of. <laughs> there's like would, hundreds of yeah that's two episodes ago yeah, that would, well that was like the or first week we ever missed Right. And you were like, oh, I got you. I only got 30 episodes to go through. That's not bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was like 170 episodes. But ago. I always think when I, the, when I think of like the better ones or the conversations that I remember and I will never forget, it's always the Planeteer death match and then the whole abortion discussion and Dirty Dancing with uh, us <laughs> and Daniel and our wives about how Dirty Dancing is an abortion movie, uh, <laughs> a pro-abortion film. So go listen to those. I don't know which one. Just listen well, you can to probably the listen of. to the best, uh, which I, that's what I was looking up. Like Because I know get, that, that has the Planeteer one. And that one is, let's see, how far was it? Some highlights. It, it looks like episode 41. Yeah. Some highlights and tangents. A look back. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So episode 41, I might even go listen back to that one. Yeah, that, because. So it's 40 time. episode look back. Because uh, at the Halloween party, somebody was talking about the Planeteers, and like I didn't even, I was drunk, so I didn't even like bother. But I was just like, "All right, like you're both wrong." You're both. Somebody said Wheeler with fire, and the other one said the one with wind. And I was like, "Nah, oh, no, no, no." No, we we no, we have discussed wind. this so thoroughly <laughs> and in depth. Because I, I th- no, actually, I, I came in because I heard the word Mati, and I heard like he's not like yeah, he sucks. He wouldn't even do anything. And that's what like struck the memory, you know, yeah. in that drunken haze of trying to get to the bathroom. It's like, hold up. Like, as I'm thinking, like, oh, you're so wrong. Yes. I think it was our friend Cliff and someone, whoever we saw we do in the kitchen. But yeah. So just remember, if you ever have a conversation about which Planeteer would win in a death match, it's already been answered. Yeah. Well, some every episode possible, 41. Everything. So we got that covered. But uh, as always, shout-outs to our good friends near and far, Now vs. Nostalgia with John and James, and of course, Ben, the Tasmanian Devil Wyatt with the Asia Mania podcast. And Ben, I uh, mentioned a few episodes ago, I haven't caught up, but since we were last recorded, I've totally caught up. And there was something I wanted to talk to you about and mention to you, but as I said before, <laughs> I probably forgot the second I walked into the office, mm. and I'm bombarded by a whole bunch of questions and things only Trey can fix. So, yeah. But uh, regardless, next week, uh, I have a few that we can do, but I'm going to say we'll go ahead and do Saturday the 14th, a little comedic horror film, oh, which we good. mentioned on the podcast before. Uh, but I found a copy of it, and I was going to watch it during October. Uh, so nevertheless, that'll be our next one to cover. It will be Saturday the 14th, and that one you might have to check YouTube for the full movie, or I think that might be where I found it, and then just use Keep Vid to save it as a file to then watch on my TV. Because my YouTube controls on my remote, on my LG TV, are stupid. And it ends up skipping to the beginning of the video instead of oh. doing things. So I prefer to actually have a copy I can watch with play and pause yeah. that work appropriately. So that's what we'll do next week. And I guess that pretty much does. I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Oh, uh, Lee, uh, Lee Bragg sent a video. Shout out to Lee uh, with some funny kung fu movie auditions. YouTube video. Oh. Uh, crack me up. Very hilarious. Thank you, Lee, for sending that. So uh, just search on YouTube, Funny Kung Fu Auditions, and you'll get a laugh. That's ben. a new name. I haven't heard that name. He, uh, he's from the UK. He's our... He's, oh, right, he's right. Okay. A few times. Yeah, you call him uh, UK Lee, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what, it. That's what threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So appreciate that, my friend. Thanks for sending it. And uh, as always, again, AsiaVisit at gmail.com. Awesome pods. AsiaVisit at, at AsiaVisit on Twitter. Sorry, Ben. I just don't fucking. It's just not in my DNA to tweet. I guess. I know. I just. Can't. I just recently got Snapchat. Fuck it. Uh, it's just, <laughs> That's I'm old fashioned. It's just okay. I can post a picture and some text and some other stuff on Facebook. I right. Have to send it. And I could that. look back on it because I was getting the explanation from someone younger than me, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, you can just uh, take a picture and not have to worry about it because you know it'll be gone soon." I'm like, 
Are well, you cheating on your for? spouse? I mean, yeah. why do you need to do that? I need to find this picture I posted. Yeah, I want to find it later, maybe, which I you know might not. But at the same time, it's like, why am I sharing this? If who cares? Like, yeah, it's just. I he's think like, that's it's, the point. It's my social media is migratory. You had MySpace, and then Facebook came out, and that was the new thing. So mm-hmm. People moved to that. Then you have you know Twitter, and then Snapchat, and then Instagram, which all of that stuff can be done with one app. Yeah. Called Facebook, <laughs> which is why I use it because it's a Swiss Army app. That's all I need. I don't need all these other ones. I have them just in case I need to see something that Autumn posts because she does. You know, she does all that. But it's migratory because it seems to me because everybody's parents are on Facebook now. Yeah. Everybody, everybody has a Facebook account, so then the kids move to Twitter. Well, then their parents get Twitter, they move to Snapchat. Then they move, or Instagrams in there somewhere too. Yeah, you know, businesses are all on that now. My business is on it. Like, you know, I have one of my employees. I gave her the moniker of social media manager. Like, post shit once a week on all social media for me. <laughs> Just run it by me first. Like, what you're planning on doing a sale, et cetera, et cetera, because that's the future. Although, I just get on Facebook and I can see all the pictures, all the videos, all the status updates <laughs> right there. Yeah, one stop shop. Not like let me close out this app, go to this other one, yeah. drain my fucking battery because they're open in the background. Whatever. Uh, this know, is old people talk. When I rem- yeah, we'll talk to you kiddos later. Be sure to tip your milkmen when they come, or whatever. But yeah, anyway, end of rant. But uh, so yeah, I I try to tweet when I think about it, like oh, let me make Ben happy today and tweet, or he'll tweet something like great presence on Twitter, eighty <laughs> You fucker! I'll show you, and then promptly forget to open up Twitter again. I mean, it's the same on Facebook. Our awesome podcast network on Facebook. Yeah, I don't do anything on it. I mean, maybe whenever an episode comes out. Yeah, like if I make, like when I have a month scheduled, like uh, you know, the, eventually I'll get around to the manga month. I already have the artwork. I just gotta like get the movies and watch them. Right. We want to have some special guests on that one too. So it's just like you know, when I spend, when I put in the Photoshop time, you damn right I'm gonna post it. Like the second <laughs> I get home and I get my computer laptop up, I'm gonna post the final picture for creature features. With obviously the big blob in the back is Godzilla. So right from the cover of the film. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, social media is fine. Whatever, whatever your poison, it's just I got mine. You know, there's yeah. a lot of liquor I drink, but I don't drink gin. So <laughs> Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat are gin to me. Right. Although I guess Twitter would be more like I guess tequila. Every now and then I'll take a, I'll, you know, I'll <laughs> drink you remember to drink it. You know, every now <laughs> like, and oh, then. Oh yeah, I got I, tequila in the back. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> let me go ahead and get rid of that or even take <laughs> care of that. But rum and vodka, or my Facebook. So no, <laughs> uh, but uh. Yep, guess that's all we got to say. So until next time, I remain Trey Harris. Jesse Sedley. Cowabunga!